Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as your scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the prophet Isaiah. I'll be reading from chapter 42. You're welcome to follow along with the Pew Bibles on page 883. That is the common English translation. I will be reading New Revised Standard Version. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. And a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth. And the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says the Lord, Who created the heavens and stretched them out? Who spread out the earth and what comes from it? Who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it? I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew from the third chapter, starting with verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. These are the words of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. Pray with me. Gracious and holy God, on this day with the remembrance of a baptism from the water in which life sprung forth, we give you thanks. Allow the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts that they will be pleasing to you and point to you 
that all will be glorified in your holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. So, if you are in tune with the Revised Common Lectionary, Baptism of the Lord Sunday would have been last week. But with flexibility and a little uh, creativity, today is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, a day for us to, to not only hear the prophetic word of this promise that was coming through Jesus, but also to experience that baptism of Jesus in light of our own community in celebration of baptism of Mr. Ben. So if you are paying attention also to the timeline, we started a journey preparing for the birth of Jesus the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We spend four weeks in the season of Advent, mindful of the preparation of the birth of a Savior who came in the weakest of forms, that of an infant child, who quickly had to be spirited out of their home country in order to remain safe from the powers of King Herod and the empire. And it wasn't until divine message that they were able to return back to the town of Nazareth where Jesus was to grow, following in the footsteps and learning the trade of carpentry in that town. Now this for us, friends, has happened in a very short time period. And now here we are, fast forward to Jesus, who is now an adult, likely in his 30s, setting out into his life of ministry. Now, we know that he was the divine all along, as he was the son of God, that was rejoiced as John the Baptist leapt in Elizabeth's womb at the hearing of Mary's announcement so many years before. And here we are on the precipice of this with Jesus coming and and his cousin John, who they had met in utero in the wombs of their mothers, and John saying, I have no place baptizing you, Jesus. Because see, John had been proclaiming that the one that was going to come after him would be baptizing those not only with water, but the power of the Holy Spirit. That John had prepared the way with the announcement, the repentance of sin, leave behind your sinful life, prepare because there is one who comes after me who is far greater and being faced with that at the Jordan River. Eventually, John concedes, right? And he does baptize Jesus in that water. And then when Jesus comes out of that water, two beautiful things happen. One, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove alights upon Jesus. And two, we hear from the heavens above the voice of God to say, This is my Son, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased. So two very important things that happen with Jesus. And we can sit and we can say, well, why did Jesus have to be baptized? Because we trust that Jesus was one without blemish, who was one without sin, 
who was the one who was going to take upon all the sins of the world that we may receive the gift of salvation through God. So why did Jesus have to go and be baptized? I mean, that's a good question. But there's something about the communal act of baptism that empowered Jesus into his life of ministry. For we know that as soon as Jesus came out of that water and he heard the voice of God, what happens next? Do y'all know? Where does Jesus go? This isn't a rhetorical question. He goes to where? He is tempted. He is led by the Spirit and he goes into the wilderness. He goes into a place of desolation and isolation. He is tempted by Satan. And he is there for 40 days and 40 nights. And for those who are part of disciple, what does 40 days mean? Jesus is out there for what? A very long time. But it's in that time where his physical senses are weakened and possibly his emotional Health is weakened, and yet he is still tended to by the angels of God. So in his baptism, this beautiful moment, Jesus then goes into isolation, which is another step of preparation for his life of ministry. And when he proclaims that thou shalt not test the Lord our God, that one cannot survive on bread alone, and thou shalt not test the Lord... Jesus goes into the world to proclaim the good news. So on this baptism of the Lord Sunday, we remember that as the beginning of Jesus's full-time work in ministry. Because we know, fast forward three years later, that it ends with his death and resurrection. In this very short time season of the church, we cram three years of ministry and important moments into a very short time period. Jesus' baptism, his temptation, his life of ministry, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. In the blink of an eye, Jesus' life is transformed. In the blink of an eye, the world is forever changed. In the blink of an eye, our lives are changed. But our lives are not over. Our lives are meant to be lived after that point. So for us, when we received Ethan and Jane this morning, we start with our baptism. That knowing that they had been water washed and spirit born, they are now part of Jesus' work and ministry in the world that they are now a part of the redemption that God will bring upon all of creation because that is what we are living into, a new heaven here on earth. And just as they remember their baptism and we bring sweet little Ben into the family of God, we have the opportunity to not only hear the story of Jesus' baptism yet again, but to remember our own baptisms. How many of you were actually able to remember your baptism, meaning that you were not baptized as an infant, but baptized maybe a little older or as an adult? 
Do you remember your baptisms? Do you remember where those happened? How they happened? Who was with you when it happened? Okay, now for the rest of us who were baptized as babies, do we remember any of that? No, we don't. But there were people who were there. There was a place that it happened. The Holy Spirit came upon those who were baptized as infants. And there were people who made promises on your behalf. And thank goodness they fulfilled those promises because you are here today. Our baptism isn't just about the water. It isn't just about the Holy Spirit It isn't just about remembering Jesus' beginning of ministry. It is about the continuation of God's story in the world. It's a reminder that that story is not finished yet. That that story has continued for years and years and will continue for years and years. And we are called to be part of it to proclaim the good news to remember our baptisms, that we all inherently are the image of the divine, that we are called to carry the light of Christ into the world, that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to work in and through all things to the glory of God now and forever. So today, in just a little bit, you will be invited to come to touch the water so that whether you actually can remember or you can remember that it was done for you, you can remember and reaffirm your call to this faithful life in Christ. And you may take a piece of sea glass that has been smoothed by the water's maybe taking off its rough edges just a little bit, thinking that maybe the waters of our baptism smooths our rough edges just a little bit. Welcome, Ethan and Jane, to this family. Welcome, Mr. Ben. I can't wait to see you grow and change and live God's love. And I cannot wait to see how each and every one of you answer God's call today. Being renewed by the spirit of the Holy Spirit to remember your baptism. To remember that you are water washed and spirit born. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.